Hi, I'm Michael. And I'm Hannah. And this is a casual curiosity conversation. Have you ever been curious about something? I sure have. Let's go find out. Alright, so, Ferris. Everybody knows Ferris. Not, that is not at all true. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people don't know about Ferris. Um, but they're, they are small. They're kind of like if you had a wiener dog and a cat. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, uh, they are, they're weasels. Technically, not weasels, they're fairies. They're genetically distinct, but uh, they're in the same family. They are in the family uh, Mustilidae. Uh, yeah, that's fancy. A, it took me like 10 minutes to learn that word. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Uh, do you know what else is in that family? Otters. Otters. Um, uh, obviously, weasels, uh, ferrets, mink which uh, Americans probably don't know about, but they're super big in uh, Europe and Africa. Uh, and skunks are a very uh, commonly known member of the Mustilidae family. They're their own thing. <laughs> well, um, and my Latin is a little rusty, but I believe that uh, Mustilidae is Latin for uh, sneaky little thief. Yeah, that's about accurate. Uh, ferrets are are very musky uh, by nature. They have scent glands, very similar to skunks. Wild ferrets can spray, uh, which is gross. Glad house ferrets can't do that. <laughs> well, can I, they? Yes, uh, but most ferrets are descented, uh, young in at young in their lives. That's not proper, but you kinda understand. Kind of like spayed and neutered. Uh, yes, sort of. Uh, but you also spay and neuter ferrets. So, from what I understand, they have been kind of instrumental in a recent development in this lovely uh, uh -huh. pandemic we've been experiencing. Yes. So, for people that don't know about ferrets, uh, you should, because they have been uh, instrumental. Ferrets were one of the first animals uh, that... COVID-19 vaccines, not the current ones, like the, the first generation before, before they were like approved for human testing and things, but they were tested on ferrets uh, because ferrets are very susceptible to uh, human coronaviruses, such as uh, the flu and the common cold, etc. Actually, I don't know if the cold is a thing. I know the flu is, so that's the, that's the main takeaway. Um, but ferrets are super, super susceptible to it. Uh, actually, um, I don't know if it's the SARS vaccine or maybe it's it's a, an individual one, but uh, it is being, there is a COVID-19 vaccine being administered to wild populations of the American black-footed ferret because they are very endangered and COVID is not helping. <laughs> uh, but so far it's been successful. Um, or as successful as it can be. We don't, you know, don't know the long-term effects yet. Yeah, we'll figure it out when we get there. Um, but yeah, ferrets. So if you don't know about them, you should look them up. Uh, there are actually, well, there's really only one famous ferret, um, but her name is Felicia. Uh, she is very, well, famous. She's famous within certain, like, physics communities. Uh, because she was used uh, to clean some of the tubes on the Large Hadron Collider. Which uh, is? 
Uh, it is uh, well, it's a hadron collider. Uh, it's a tool that physicists use to smash particles into each other at speeds that are close to the speed of light uh, to try and either uh, create new molecules or to test for uh, subparticles like the Higgs boson uh, that was discovered using the Large Hadron Collider. Uh, what 2018, 19? I don't know. Very recent. Yeah, very huge, huge, huge discovery. Um, but you can thank Felicia for keeping some of those tubes clean. Um, so there are not a lot of species of ferrets. Um, there is the American black-footed ferret, which is the only wild ferret in America, uh, actually in the Americas, not just the United States of America. Uh, but then there's also the European polecat, uh, which is, I think, the only other, to my knowledge, which is, I'm not going to say extensive, but I know a fair bit about ferrets. Um, but the European polecat is another close relative. Um, domestic ferrets are, oh, I think, almost the same amount of distance from their wild relatives as dogs are to wolves. Um, so, like, you cannot let a domestic ferret out into the wild. They don't know how to survive. Uh, even though... Uh, domestic ferrets are so far removed from their wild cousins, if you prefer that terminology. They are still illegal to be kept as pets in California because California has them classified as a quote-unquote dangerous wild animal. And there was a vote, I think, early 2020, like before everything hit the fan, uh, to declassify them as wild animals, and it pass through California's house. So, uh, obviously, ferrets, like all animals, started out wild, uh, and humans began domesticating them over thousands of years. The earliest concrete recording of domestic ferrets was around 2,500 years ago. Um, I don't know, like, the actual recordings, but they were used uh, in Europe and I want to say northern Africa uh, for um, rabbit hunting and other uh, small game, uh, you know, getting them out of burrows. That's where the term ferreting comes from. If you ferret something out, you typically get it out of a small area. So there you go. Little grammar lesson for you. Mm -hmm. You get a new word from your vocabulary. Yeah. Um, but uh, there are potential, there is potential evidence there are some Egyptian carvings and paintings that might depict ferrets um, being used uh, by uh, people for hunting and things. But obviously, these Egyptians were very stylized, so they might have just been really skinny cats. I'm not really sure. But it'd be interesting because that's like 4,000 to 4,200 years ago. Mm. Yeah, so ferrets, ferrets might be up there with cats. You never know. <laughs> ferrets have been around for a long time. Uh, ferrets are really cute. If you see one and you want to get it, they're awesome pets. Do your research first. <laughs> they're not difficult to take care of, but they are uh, a commitment uh, monetarily and time-wise. How um, long are, are ferrets? Uh, ferrets' average lifespan, um, you, you get varying reports, but it's, it's usually 6 to around 12 or 14 years. So it'd be kind of like a, almost like a dog. Yeah. Uh, 
very much so. Um, and unfortunately, that's a, a pretty big yeah. variance of six years because they're super prone to a lot of illnesses and uh, unfortunately uh, domestic bred ferrets tend to be a little bit inbred so they're more prone to cancers and other uh, adrenal diseases. There's plenty of things you can do for that to extend their life and make them happy. Um, but if you're thinking about getting a ferret, just do your research like you would with any pet. Uh, you know, they're a lot of fun. They're super cute, but just make sure that you're prepared. Can you have a ferret, like, by itself? Like, you know how there's some dogs that they do good, like, their own, their own home. They're very much a one-pet household kind of deal. Yeah. Um, so, you can. Uh, I mean, ferrets are, like most other domestic mammals, they all have their own personality. Um, I would say, like, 999 times out of 1,000, uh, you're not going to have, like, a loner ferret. Uh, they tend to do better in groups of two or more. Uh, they really like having that interaction. Um, but you can absolutely get just one ferret. They require a lot more time uh, if you only have one because you have to give them all the social interaction that they would normally get. Uh, whereas if you have uh, multiple, you know, they get that social interaction from each other. Um, they get those uh, you know, familial bonds, even if they're not actually related, all that jazz. So, let's say you could only get one ferret. Yeah. But you didn't necessarily want to be its only kind of interaction. Cute playdate sort of thing, cat playdate sort of thing. If you take the time to like slowly introduce ferrets to one another, or even other other kinds of animals. I know we had talked earlier about cats kind of being a little bit rougher on the play scale, but if you had like a chubby lazy cat or just a lazy cat <laughs> like do you do kind of like a pet play date um yeah absolutely um there are uh i don't know about a lot but there are definitely people that you know they hang out and they get their their ferrets to play together uh, and spend time together and that's always fun uh and uh cats and ferrets can get along it very much depends on the ferret and depends on the cat if the ferret doesn't like the cat and the cat likes the ferret too much, you know, you might have a problem other way around. Um, so, I mean, that's just like, you know, getting a new pet in any context, you know, you got to make sure they're going to get along. Um, but yeah, no, you can, there are, there are people that uh, like harness train their ferrets so that they can take them out on walks. Um, my ferrets are not that well trained. <laughs> they don't like being on their harness, <laughs> but you know, maybe one day. And when it does come time to play time, um, you know, you walk into pet stores and you see a bunch of dog toys and cat toys. What do ferrets play with? Because it's not like you can necessarily give them a huge tennis ball or anything along that line. Yeah. So, unfortunately, there really aren't a lot of ferret toys, like little beds and like little tubes that they can run around in. Um, and those are, you know, all made quote-unquote, for ferrets. Um, but really, any kind of like rubber toy that is soft enough that you could give uh, a puppy, you can give to a ferret. Um, pretty much any kind of cat toy you can give to a ferret, um, as long as it's not, you know, like too destructible that they're going to eat it or something. Um, but you don't want to eat that. You don't want to give that to a cat anyway. Um, and honestly, like socks, pants, shirts, they'll play with anything. Like, 
plastic bags. Uh, but if you do give them something like that, make sure, you know, they're supervised. You don't want them to suffocate eat or eat it or, you know, anything like that. Um, I mean, with all toys and all pets, you should always supervise play just in case. Kind of like an infant. Yeah. You want to have eyes well, on them. More, more like a toddler, you know, yeah. like they can take care of themselves. So we talked about a bunch of random facts yeah. I mean, a more common, a more common household pet are dogs. Dogs. And I guess that there are some very big So, all right. So, dogs like dogs are weird, right? But you don't think about it because they're everywhere. Yeah. So everywhere. Yeah, but like dogs are so there are so many different breeds of dogs. But they're all surprisingly, like, genetically similar. It's weird. And I I don't know enough about genetics. But I know that they are relatively very similar to each other. Um, but that doesn't stop them from being weird. And the things that, you know, people have used them for and people do to dogs is really weird. <laughs> so speaking of things that are weird that we do to dogs, shaving poodles. <laughs> Why yeah. Why <laughs> do we shave poodles? Because I get it. Every person has their own style, their own flavor. Yeah. I personally think the way poodles shave are kind of kind of funny. Oh, it looks ridiculous. I just I want to know like why we do that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you you kind of have to go back to kind of what poodles are. Because what they're bred for, they're they're bred to be working dogs. They're hunting dogs. They're uh, water dogs. Poodles. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, they were. Oh, I don't. I don't remember where they were bred originally. I want to say Germany, but Is I. France. No, France comes in later. Uh, I think they were bred in Germany. Uh, I know they were. Yeah. Uh, they're water dogs, uh, a lot like most retrievers. Uh, you know, they're supposed to, you know, you shoot a bird down and they jump in the water to grab it. Um, and Germany is pretty friggin' cold. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, poodles have all that big fluffy hair to keep them warm. Uh, and it dries quickly because it is hair. It's not fur. It's actual hair. Poodles don't shed. What's no. the difference? Um, I... I I don't know, like, the exact science. I believe it's a difference in the follicle, um, but, but fur sheds regularly, uh, whereas hair just keeps growing. Um, it uses, like, the same follicle uh, to keep growing. Um, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can shave poodles because yeah. you shave poodles. That's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, but typically dogs that have fur, you're not supposed to shave them. Uh, because it it throws off like the the shedding schedule, um, but anyway, back to poodles. Uh, so they have all that big fluffy hair that's supposed to keep them warm, uh, but when all that hair gets wet, they get heavy. So the German hunters had to strike this balance between warmth and weight. So they left the paws fluffy so that their feet stayed warm, and then they left um, their head and their like chest and. Or so fluffy, and then they shave their legs with the tail. 
uh, and so that was entirely, um, yeah, uh, it was entirely like uh, practical. Uh, and then, uh, ooh, I don't know the timeline, but later on, probably I don't know a hundred years or so, because that's how long those things normally take. Uh, but poodles became more of a household dog and less of a hunting dog, and they made their way to France. And France has a habit of just making things weird. Uh, so that's where you get the the really really tall like head poofs, and you get the little poof at the end of the tail, and it, it yeah it it just became more exaggerated, uh, and that's where we get that stereotypical poodle style. Okay, so it's kind of my brain makes this <laughs> um, the same kind of thought process that goes into cooking is actually something that a lot of horse people would be familiar with. I don't know much so, about horses. Well, I, I do. Yeah, you you know a lot about um, horses. So, for those of you who don't know, which is probably most of you, uh, I rode horses for 10 years in a local barn in this town. Most of those years. Um, Obviously, when it was legal, eight-year-old me was not. <laughs> not <laughs> mucking stalls. Tossing hay. Um, but there are different types of clips that you do for horses when their winter coats come in because obviously they're thicker and hotter. Because they have fur. Because they have fur. Whatever kind of hair. Oh. They, <laughs> they get their winter coats, um, but you still work them. Uh, yeah. So you don't want them to overheat, and there's different kinds of uh, clips. So there's one that goes down to the jugular. Oh, um, so they get that. That uh, uh, like airflow. Like a jackrabbit. Yeah. Um, so there are strategic kinds of clips, but then there's also vanity clips where you get people that uh, clip like skeletons into them. Or I had one person actually clip uh, a logo of one of the Simpsons to its rear. Oh, that's great. cool. Yeah, because it was uh, horse show photography. Yeah. Horses with the logo. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, yeah, so it's like the same. Eventually, the strategics move into yeah into, into a, a vanity. vanity. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it's another way to explain yeah. It. It's very much the same thing. Yeah. So, speaking of vanities, in I mean. I don't know how, but some people do. Some people think pugs are cute. I don't. They scare me. Well, like, their eyes can, like, yeah. Well, also, like, their eyes can just pop out of their head, and that's, like, a normal, air quotes, like, medical condition for a pug. Because their face is so flat, the nose doesn't keep their eyes in their eye sockets, so if they were to sneeze too hard, their eye will just pop out, it will still be attached to the front part of their head like a nerve. Yep. Into the vet with just to have their their pug's, pug's eyes eye. pop. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. So fun fact: if you're looking at a pug, be prepared to see the back of their eye yeah. and their eye sockets. Yeah. Or the nose. Sneeze <laughs> if you don't want to yeah. do that. Yeah. But speaking of sneezing, their uh, their nasal cavity and their sinuses are so compressed just because their face is so yeah. flat that they're super prone to all kinds of nasal infections. All sorts of things. A lot of, well, not a lot, but a relatively commonly prescribed medical treatment. I don't know the word for it, but it's where you like drill holes in the sinus cavity yeah. to let things flow easier. 
Yeah, yeah. That's that happens to a lot of pugs. Um, but the history of pugs. Do you know where pugs come from? Most people don't. Uh, well, technically, no one does. It's all built in speculation. But um, they first started showing up in China in Qing Dynasty. I don't. I don't remember. Uh, it. It. It was a long time. Yes, it, yeah, it was ancient China. Um, but they were bred as a, uh, a show of status, of wealth. You know, you had a pug, you're rich. Uh, and they weren't as genetically screwed up as they are now. So the pugs that we would see today. Yeah, they probably, they still would have had all the same pug features, but their nose probably would have been a little longer, and their head would have been probably a little larger as well. Yeah, so pugs back then. Uh, and then China started exporting them as, like, gifts to other countries. It's like, hey, we want to be your friend. Have a pug. Which makes sense if it's a, a sign. Yeah, a sign status. of wealth. Yeah. yeah. Um, but unfortunately, no one knows, like, what the pug was bred from. So pretty much all pugs since then have been inbred, uh, which has led to these really... It's interesting. They they start in China. They don't seem like a a Chinese kind of dog. Um, I had like a list. Ooh, Shizzies. Shizzies. They're adorable. My parents have one. Oh, he's not adorable, but he's like sixteen. He's allowed to not be adorable. He's cute in an old man dog way, old dog way, not an old man way. Yeah, but an old dog way. (laughs) Uh, but so Shizzies. And I, I don't remember this perfectly, but I think they are also Chinese in origin. I know they're they're Asian. The spelling. Yeah, um, but they were bred. What do you think Shizzies were bred for? I'm gonna. Just the poodle. All right. Uh, threw me off so much. I will tell you, there's like a rat in like one on a rack of rats because they're smaller. Not quite, but. Their size definitely. Yeah. Oh, like absolutely. Yeah. Because if it did, they could be like a great baby size. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they were self-defense. They would usually go around with, um, like nobles in towns, uh, and they have a short snout and a lot of fur around their face, because they were bred to be able to rip someone's jugular out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A less cute. Uh huh. And they've got all that fur so that they don't get blood in their eyes. It's actually really common in a lot of uh, hunting dogs. You see, like, yeah. the dogs with the beard. That beard is to catch blood, which is pretty gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he, he just he ate trash more than anything. But going back to your guess, uh, as far as uh, actual, like, Ratting dogs. That's what dachshunds were bred for. Oh, yeah. They're so short, and they've got that long nose so that they can get in burrows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most dogs, like, if you look at them for long enough, you can figure out what the sort of idea behind them yeah. was. Because they have a longer 
shoulder snap. They tried to get in something. So yeah. Shoulder to be able to get grip on yeah. something. Yeah. Lucky dog, you know. Yep. Weaker dogs are going to be more careful. Yeah, either. Dogs yeah. <laughs> definitely didn't. A lot of water dogs have what are called feathers. <laughs> it's all it's all little tufts. Like on a, uh, a golden retriever, they've got the tufts on the backs of their feet and like along the bottom of their tail. Uh, and those are... Um, longer bits of hair to keep their feet and tail warm, uh, but they're uh, a little bit thinner and longer so that they dry out a little faster. The water can, like, go down to the end and drip off a lot faster. Thanks for listening. If you guys have a topic you want us to talk about, you can DM us on Instagram at ccconvopodcast, or you can email us at ccconvopodcast at gmail.com.